The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Sway. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is the telephone number here. Inside of the Low T Center studio, if you want to get in on the conversation, you're more than welcome to do that. And when you do that, you'll be talking to myself, Jason Swain, and then also Ben McKee, who is on location there in Nashville, Tennessee. Getting all ready for the Music City Bowl. Man, hopefully we get the Music City Bowl. I think we will get the Music City Bowl. If we don't get it, won't be because it's Tennessee. Promise you that. Do you think that's a good idea to promise that? Good morning. Good morning. Long time no talk. I do not think it's a good idea to promise that in today's day and age of COVID. But I do think that there's a good chance that the football game is played. I, I would be surprised that at this point, over 24 hours away, I guess we're at about 30 hours, 32 hours from, from kickoff. I, I think it's safe to assume that Tennessee and Purdue are going to be A-OK to play this football game. But we did see a game canceled yesterday, five hours before kickoff. So I guess there's no guarantee. You're right, man. No no guarantee at all. Um, you know, I know Tennessee's ready to play, Ben. Tennessee's ready to go. They need this game. They want this game. Something I spoke about yesterday this, to start the show, man. Tennessee is looking at this game as a springboard into the spring. And I think some programs, it doesn't really matter. But for Tennessee, it, it matters. Um, the SEC 0-4 to start bowl season. And um, man, I love it. Where's all the <laughs> SEC haters, man? Where, where, where's Danny Cannell? Where's all those guys at, man? So I can, so I can instigate, hype them up, pump them up, get them going, man. I'll, hey, where, where are they, man? I'm looking for those SEC hate tweets, man. I'm here for it. I have not been scrolling Twitter the last couple of days, but I, I would imagine that they are out there. They are out there because it has not been a good start to bowl season for the SEC, especially last night in the Mike Leach Bowl, Mississippi State being absolutely embarrassed by a team who doesn't even have its coach coaching yet. <laughs> I mean, what is Mississippi State doing? Losing to Texas Tech in in Texas Tech's current form. I love it, man. I, I have – 
enjoyed it. I <laughs> may or may not have enjoyed the Birmingham Bowl result yesterday morning. I'll I'll be the first to admit. I apologize to uh, my wife's side of the family, but I, I will say I, uh, I I had a good comeback over over Christmas, Swain. What's that? When when my wife's family was over for for her gathering, her uncle, who is a diehard Auburn fan, I've I've talked about them here before and how big of an Auburn fan and family they are. He one of the first things he said to me when he walked in the house was. Hey, we're taking the Tennessee route and heading south down to the bowl game on Tuesday. And I said, "What do you mean? Tennessee's never been to the Birmingham Booty Bowl." And he 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 never he didn't have anything to say after that. The cat had his tongue. <laughs> he tried to throw a little shade at Tennessee in, in terms of uh, Tennessee not being very good over the last decade. And oh, we're you know we're on the Tennessee route. <laughs> we're 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 headed down south. On on the Tennessee route to to the Birmingham Bowl, and I said, "Wait, are you are you talking about Tennessee? Because Tennessee's never played in the Birmingham Bowl." <laughs> and no. he, did, he 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 was confused. <laughs> no. he, he he did not have anything to say to that one. Now, Ben, Tennessee's never had the ball um, you know, with, with second and two, and not be able to pick up a first down um, <laughs> with the game on the line. Nope, Tennessee's not done that at the Birmingham Bowl. That is that is something we have never done. Tennessee's two. never, never had a player poop its pants at the the Birmingham Bowl. Yes, that is that is correct. That would be the Florida Gators, man. Um, but yeah, this zero and four to start SEC play, and like for a split second, I kind of felt bad for Auburn fans because, man, you know how much money they spent to get rid of Gus Malzahn. So much, so much <laughs> for them to only go six and seven, and Ben. Don't worry about the shade that you throw at Auburn fans because, my friend, your wife's family, are they're so happy. You can do no wrong, man. You're giving them a little cousin, a, a grandbaby. You, uh, bro, you you good, man, because you're about to be Papa McKee here in a couple months. The, this is true. How, how long does that excuse last, though? How, how long can I ride this wave? Until the kid is old enough to... to um, Probably elementary school. You got a long time, man. You can ride this way for a long time. I feel like uh, until the baby is born, because mm-hmm. word on the street is once the baby is born, I will be completely forgotten about by everybody. Well, you were, you will be, but but no one's going to get mad at you for dropping some Auburn shade because they'll be so caught up with the cuteness of the McKee, of the McKee kid. This is true. If, it is, if it is the kid takes after kid. their mom. Ha! <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> Get him. The, uh, hey, all I know is the daddy determines the sex of the baby. So that is true, man. But the mama, the mama has a lot to do with the uh, the the look. So let's hope that Savannah um, is, is 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 providing all the influence there and doing all the work. So I hope so because <laughs> look. I mean, my mom is very good looking, but she also gave me the the hair gene. Apparently, the hair gene comes from your mom's side of the family, and That's that did correct. not work out too well for me. So, thankfully for my kid, the hair gene will be coming from my wife's side rather than than my side. No, I hope so too, man. I hope so too, man. Um, how how's Nashville? How's Nashville? Feeling good? Yes, I mean it's been kind of a bummer just because the weather has been a bummer since I got here yesterday 
around 12. It's it's been windy. It's been raining off off and on, not heavy rain, but just that annoying pesky rain that won't go away. Uh, a, a mist. It's it's kind of been some some crappy weather to start, but other than that, Tennessee was very excited yesterday when we spoke with them. Matthew Butler excited to play his final game as of all. Theo Jackson, Jaquan Blakely, uh, they, they're also excited to play their final game as of all. Trayvon Flowers, possibly his final game as of all. He uh, went through senior day, did Tennessee senior safety, but has yet to make a decision on whether or not to return for an extra year. Sounds like he has made up his mind. He just has not announced it on social media. It, it does sound like he's going to return, but I guess we'll see until he officially announces. Uh, excuse, excuse me. What would you say? <laughs> I said uh, Trayvon Flowers has a decision to make, apparently, and uh, he's apparently made that decision based off of some feedback he has received recently and will announce his decision soon. That's what he told the media yesterday. Decision to, like, come back and play Tennessee or to transfer? Yes. Yes. Was he deciding between playing Tennessee or transferring or playing Tennessee and trying to go to the NFL? Well, based off of how he worded it, I believe he was deciding on whether or not to come back to Tennessee or whether or not to try his luck in the NFL because he said that he received the feedback that he needed. You should should always get feedback. I'm a little surprised by that, but I guess that could, could be feedback from Josh Heupel and Tennessee's coaching staff and, and their thoughts on him and their plans for him moving forward. But when you hear feedback this time of year, I just assume it's from the NFL. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I was thinking, and um, I mean, honestly, I was a little little surprised. I mean, looking at the transfer portal and looking at guys coming back and freshmen um, coming in, I mean, we we felt like the safeties would would be some a position that would be kind of up for competition, and there was no guaranteed player at safety. No player at safety that would be guaranteed a starting job based on the play this year. So that was a little surprising. But always get feedback. Always ask questions. I'm, I don't have anything negative to say about that, but I will say I was, I'm was i a little surprised. But, uh, hey, man, this is the season of surprises, right? It is the season of surprises. Yeah, we, open, but we just opened up a bunch of presents. I, I, I think we should. Do you have any left over? Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a box of diapers here for you. Ah, nice. Thanks. I, I'll need a bunch of those. This is, so. this, this is what you need to do. You need to have a um, man shower. So you can call it dude a man shower. shower. So I forgot which kid it was. I think it was the it was the youngest two, one of the two. And um, the wifey did a um, a man shower. She, she kind of surprised me and had a bunch of dudes at a at a restaurant. It was beer, it was good food, but everyone, all my guy friends brought a box of diapers. So you encourage people to bring a box of diapers, and you're set for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe, maybe a week or two. A close friend, five hundred diapers. 
a, a close friend of the father to be is in charge of setting this up. Okay. And you are, you are one of my close friends. So sounds like you need to set this up for me. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I guess I need to do that then. So we'll we'll do it. I'm not the best planner at events like this, so this I had to true. I had to bring in wifey to see if um, she 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 can help a little bit there. But that's <laughs> that's the idea, man. You get some some some, some beer, some, some some spirits, man. You encourage the guys to bring some diapers, and that way. You're set for for at least a couple. You you be set for a couple, uh, couple days. Yeah, it feels like it feels like a couple days because you go through them like crazy. But uh, it's a nice start. How about that? <laughs> Fair eight, enough. 865-255-03, hours networks hotline. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. How's it feel to do the show when it's like pitch black, dark outside? Can you you have a window? I do have a window behind me, and it is pitch dark. Uh, it does feel weird. Yeah. And we're also next to a street that is constantly busy, so I constantly hear cars. So it's it feels a little interesting, but I'm good. I'm good. The, the, you know, I get it out the mud. That's right. You are. You, you do that, man. You, you're a muddy guy. Um, <laughs> the, the buyout, the money that Auburn spent, man. Woo! Woo! Oh, 20, and this is um, AL.com. This was uh, in January of, of this year. Um, it says that the money in all, Auburn currently owes its former coaching staff more than $28.5 million in buyouts. That number could decrease as former assistants land new jobs this season. There's a breakdown of the buyouts. Gus Malzahn, $21,450,000. Now, he did get the job at, at Central Florida. Kevin Steele was owed four point one, So Kevin Steele got some money from Auburn and then got some money from Tennessee. Double dipping. Chad Morris. $1.47 million. Rodney Garner got about 275000 Cody Burns, 425000 Man. Had an O-line coach, half a million. Linebackers coach, outside backers coach, three seventy-five. dollars Boy, oh boy, oh boy. All of that money, man, to go 6-7. To have a transfer quarterback that all he ever wanted to do since the day he was born was to play football at the University of Auburn or Auburn University. There you go. That's all he wanted to ever do in Bo Nix. His dad played there, and he transferred out. Why is Tanks Bigsby not going somewhere else again? Oh, never mind. He was. Um, he had to learn the vision. That was the word he got right. He had, he had to learn the, the vision. They had to teach him. They had to show him the vision. They had to sit down with him and show him the game plan. Mm. It feels like Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State all over again. And I'm I'm not as out on Brian Harson as 
most people are. Well, it seems like everybody's out on Brian Harson. I'm not out on Brian Harson. I think he's a a good football coach. I just don't think he's a good fit at Auburn, and I, I don't think Auburn's a good fit for Brian Harson, uh, and, and vice versa. So, I it, it feels like that is just going to come to an end at some point. Not not this off season, but after next year. Joe Moorhead only lasted what two years at Mississippi State, and and it feels like it's it's going to pan out very similar to that with Brian Harson at Auburn. Now, I think Bo Nix transferring is for the better. I, I voiced that opinion several weeks ago, and and for the better for Auburn, <laughs> and, and I think Bo Nix as well. I, I think that ne- that divorce needed to happen uh, for both sides, quite frankly, because it it was an ugly marriage on the field in the locker room. I I think that's going to better both sides, Bo Nix and Auburn itself. Now, I don't think T.J. Finley is the answer. They, they've got to go out and find some quarterback that can come in and make an instant impact like Hendon Hooker did this year for Tennessee or else, uh, again, that, that Brian Harson fit at Auburn is going to run out real quick. Yeah. Find your quarterback, Auburn. Good luck. They hard to find. Yep. They are hard to find. There's not very many in the portal right now either that I'm aware of. There's one that I know of. Harrison Bailey? Yeah. I I think it would be wise for Harrison to go to Auburn. Don't know that it would be wise for Auburn to go get Harrison, though. Yeah, you probably got a good point there. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the day. I want to leave you with this question. As we go to break and come back, use the text box. Give us a call, 865-255-03. The question is, with the 0-4 bowl record to start, the whole, well, SEC team, not, they don't really care right now. Is that a valid reason? Can SEC use that as a valid reason? For the 0 and 4 start. That's the question as we go to break. Love to hear your opinion, your comments, your take as we return here on the Swain event. Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of East Day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Good to be with you this morning. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Ben is live from Nashville. 
I'm live here in the low key Center studio. Hey man, this 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 new board is uh, it's pretty pretty fancy, man. Pretty fancy. Very fancy. A lot easier to um, navigate. It is. It's the Hendon Hooker of the SEC East at the quarterback position in 2022. Oh, I like that. I like that. We had Austin Price on yesterday. And, you know, I asked Who? Austin Price, you know, that 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 guy that you work with, that you've probably seen a lot of in the last couple of um, hours. He's uh, sleeping above me right now. Should I go wake him up? Yeah. Yeah, you should wake him up. He's not going to wake up, man. He, he seems like a guy that sleeps pretty hard. Probably. Probably safe to say. <laughs> um. But he said that Hendon looking at six figures in NIL money, and um, I, I would assume a guy that is best quarterback in the East 2022 should be getting that type of money. So I also got a feeling there'll be a nice, nice feature on him um, tomorrow's bowl game. Just got a, just got a little, got a little feeling. So um, looking forward to seeing him ball out. Purdue, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up, Purdue. The hands are coming. Don't try to avoid it. It's coming. It is coming. Don't pull a Memphis. That's right. Tony says uh, on the text box, 0-5 in my opinion, as early as Texas A&M pulled out, count that as an L. As long as the Vol wins, the Vol win, the Vols win. Don't care what the SEC tries to use as an excuse. They can all lose. That just help us. Win um, if it helps us win. I, listen, I agree. I want the SEC to lose all of their games except for Tennessee. But we have seen in the past where unmotivated SEC teams go to the bowl games and they don't they don't they don't play. They look uninterested. We've seen that. Like it is legitimate. We have seen that. The problem is you can't use that excuse every single time Tennessee, excuse me, an SEC team loses in the bowl game. Sometimes it's real, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just got beat by a better team and you really wanted to win that game. You just you just got beat. But you go look at that, I think it was the 2010 or 11, one of those years. Where Alabama played Utah in the Sugar Bowl. And Alabama got it handed to them. Coming off a national championship in, in 09. So you have situations like that. And you have to ask yourself, is that legitimate when you're looking at this 0-5 start? Tony had to remind us about Texas A&M. Basically, canceling. Is it is it fair to the other opponent, the one the team that 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 won, to say, hey, you know, SEC, hey, you know, teams really didn't care all that much because it kind of diminishes their their win. It, it diminishes Central Florida's win. It it diminishes Houston's win. It diminishes you know Texas Tech win, which I don't think you can say that about Mississippi State because I'm pretty sure Mike Leach wanted that game more than anything else in this world. 
SCVFL says, I hope there is only one win for the SEC. That's a, a, that is not a question. We all agree there. That's not the question at all. We all agree. I want all the SEC teams to lose. I want what's best for Tennessee, first and foremost. That's, that's all that matters. But it's hard to believe that each and every year the SEC leads the NFL draft and picks. It's hard to believe that all the top talent in high school tends to gravitate towards the SEC. It's hard to believe that and not consider that these guys are not motivated to play when they start 0-5 in SEC play. I'm not trying to make any excuses for them. Trust me, I like seeing them lose. I really do. I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing the Auburn fan. Chip Payne says uh, those Auburn message boards last night were hot, wanting to stop the good old boy system from making decisions for the football program. I mean, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm hot too. You fire Gus Malzahn, who's never had a losing season, who's the only coach successful against Nick Saban. And listen, I get it. You probably do... You probably did need a a fresh coat of paint. Probably needed that. But you got a guy that's not a fit. And Brian Harson, he has not been a fit so far. Now he may change it up. He may get him some cowboy boots like Jabari Davis. Ben, you see Jabari Davis cowboy boots? Unfortunately. <laughs> he, he may get some tight jeans like Jabari. He may turn into a cowboy. He may fit right on in. But I haven't. I haven't seen him. But anyways, I mean, Brian Harson probably was a cowboy before he came to Auburn there in Boise. Now that I think about it, freaking mascot was a Bronco. So he probably was a cowboy before he got to uh, Auburn. Is the reason legitimate, Ben? Can the SEC, can SEC fans use that? Or is one of those things where, yeah, it's understood, but it sounds better not being said? I think it's legitimate, but I do think you sound silly when you use that as an excuse. Like Missouri, like I'm not looking at Missouri differently because they lost to Army in the bowl game. Like on the surface, yes, you should look at them differently. But then when you peel back the onion, you, you see that all four of their captains did not play due to injury. There were several other players who did not play due to injury. They were playing a backup quarterback because Connor Bazelak was hurt, and Connor Bazelak has since entered the transfer portal, Mm -hmm. but he was hurt for that game and and did not play. They had injuries all across the board. So, like on the surface, Missouri should not lose to Army. But, again, once you kind of start – doing some research, you realize that Missouri's been really banged up and, and didn't have a lot of players available. And the the one that I really want to talk about, speaking of Gus Malzahn, I just think it's lunacy to prop Gus Malzahn up as some great football god after beating an awful Florida team who is in the midst of a ton of roster attrition and has a new head coach on the sideline that's not even coaching the game. And and, and people now want to act like Gus Malzahn is going to go win a national championship at UCF. He's not going to do that. 
I, I know Gus Malzahn thinks he's going to do that, but I promise you Gus Malzahn is not going to win an actual national championship at UCF. I bet you he won't even get them to the playoffs. I'd be stunned if Gus Malzahn got UCF to the playoffs because I think Gus Malzahn is overrated. But they beat a Florida team that was banged up, that has dealt with a ton of roster attrition the last couple of weeks, again, has a, a new coaching staff watching from the sideline, not even – helping coach within the game and like now people want to act as if UCF just pulled off one of the greatest wins in college football history so (laughs) like it's it's probably shouldn't be used as an excuse but I do think there's some validity to it with with some of these teams like Tennessee they they're not going to be able to use that excuse if if Tennessee loses it's going to be because it just flat out lost like Tennessee is motivated to play in this football game there's no doubt about it just listen to any player or coach talk the last couple of weeks and watch how this football team has played this year like Tennessee is motivated but some of these other teams Florida Missouri they they have legitimate reasons as as to why they have lost these football games. Mississippi State does not. <laughs> I, I still can't believe Mississippi State got beat down the way that it did last night. Um, but I, I think it's there's some validity to, to the whole not being excited to play in a bowl game, Swain. But I, I do also think that, that you kind of look silly when you use it as an excuse. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't admit it. It's kind of like being a wide receiver and – you playing in a day game, and the ball's thrown to you, and you drop it, and then you you come back to the huddle. You're like, "Hey, man, the sun's in my eyes. I didn't see it." Yeah, that might be uh, really what happened, but nobody wants to hear it. You still drop the ball. Like nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares. All they care about is that you didn't you didn't get the job done. That's the way it works. I look at this the same way. Look at it the same way, man. But, yeah, Gus Malzahn, people are happy for Gus winning against Florida because people cheer on the person who got dumped. Like, anytime you get dumped, like you got friends in your circle that are in relationships and they get dumped and you, you feel bad for them until they find a new partner. You're like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Sally's dating now. Yeah. She was stuck at the house eating ice cream out the tub for her. Weeks and weeks and weeks, watching you know sad movies. She's out dating. You happy for Sally? Same thing with 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 Tom. Tom got dumped. Tom ball sad. You happy for him when he finds another another booth? Same thing with Gus Malzahn. Gus got dumped. He got fired by Auburn. People were happy when he bounced on his feet and got the UCF job because it's it's been a good job. Scott Frost, Josh Heupel made this job attractive. Made it probably the best group of five job in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, great job. So folks yep. were happy for Gus Malzahn that he beat Florida. But let's not get carried away here. It's just so annoying. They they acted like Gus beat Urban Meyer's Florida Gators with Tim Tebow at quarterback. Nah, he, I mean, Emory Jones, the most overrated quarterback in the country, was under center. Behind center, and, and he was awful. Playoffs? As he has been we'll about his entire playoffs? career. You kidding me? And, and now folks want to act like Gus beat Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow and Percy Harvin and Aaron Hernandez over there. Hey man, 
Want to act like Jacob Copeland's Dallas Baker out there running around. Like, give, give me a break. That Florida team is terrible this year. Oh, and, and now, now folks want to prop up Gus for it. And, and look, I, I am obviously taking a dump on, on Gus at UCF right now. Like, and it's still impressive to, to beat Florida under Florida's circumstances. I just I, I don't like the whole going over the top with it and just making it out to be that, that this was a groundbreaking win for UCF and so on and, and so forth. Like they, they beat an awful Florida team. That they should have beaten, quite frankly. It's not like they beat Urban Meyer. I think I think um, always Valen is correct. Excuse me, always the Valen, basically always the villain with Valen. You get it? He says people just wanted to see Florida lose. I agree with that. People just wanted to see Florida lose. Hundred percent agree. It was it was it was great to see the Gators go down, and people like to see the small school have a chance, have a crack at the big school that maybe does not want to schedule the in-state small school in the regular season. I think there was a a opportunity for. Florida and Central Florida to play, but Central Florida expected Florida to like do a true home and home. Where Florida was like, nah, we're we're too good for that. Yeah, that was under the former UCF AD. I'm not going to mention names, but under the the new UCF AD, they have worked out a three game series to where they'll play twice in Gainesville and. Once in Orlando. Okay. So, they'll be seeing each other a, a lot more. And if Gus wins those games, then I will give him his props. Yeah, for sure. But beating, be, beating that Florida team in a bowl game, I'm sorry. I, I don't think Gus Malzahn is the, the second coming of Nick Saban because of it. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three is our telephone number. So I sound a little weird here, Ben. Are you here? Yeah, me? you sound like you. Uh, you sound like Will Smith in. Uh, in I think it's Hitch. I, I get my Will Smith movies mixed up. So forgive me if if I'm referencing the wrong one. But the one in which he is has the allergic reaction and his face blows up. And he's trying to talk. Yeah, that's that's Hitch. Yeah, that, that's what you sound like right now. Sound like you got a, a nice little lisp over there. What? That's that's strange. I didn't sound like that yesterday. I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, we got we got all these cool things, and it takes a little bit to level out um, settings and things like that. So we have these new microphone processors which we didn't have before and um, they're supposed to make the audio even even better and so um, the settings have to be adjusted a little bit and teetered with that's probably that's probably what it is but I don't understand why 
Um, I sound any different than I did yesterday because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything yesterday. I didn't touch anything. Technology. Yeah, I know, man. So, um, that is Louisiana Falls says it sound like that all, all week. Well, did not know that. Thanks for letting me know on a Wednesday. <laughs> Appreciate it, Louisiana Fall. Uh, so we'll 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 adjust that, man. We had like a little um, noise um, in the background earlier this week, and it took going through. Dude, it had to be 60, 70 cords, man, and testing them, and finally found the one that that was giving us some issues. So we'll we'll um we'll look at it and see if we can um if we can fix that. I think the uh, the mic processors were installed on. Friday, and so last week, earlier in the week, that was not a problem, but the mic processors are supposed to make everything sound great, but I guess a setting is making that sound a little bit a little bit off, so um, I'll take a look at that during the break and see what we can what we can do uh, to make that, make it sound better. I feel fine, Scott, why? I'm not, I don't have anything going on, man, I'm not allergic to anything, so I'm, I'm good, I felt good as I did yesterday. Maybe even better because it's closer, closer to uh, Tennessee playing. So uh, we'll take a timeout and let's see if we can take a look at that and adjust some uh, settings and, and try to make it sound a lot better. Um, the great thing is got a lot of new stuff to make the show sound better. The bad news is there's some tinkering that has to be done. So uh, we'll try to do that and make sure that sounds Sounds a lot better for you. We really, I, I apologize. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. Stay with us. Wayne Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue.
I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Tennessee opens up league play 
on the road at Alabama. How are you feeling about about today's game, man? Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, there we go. Not not good. No. Um, <laughs> not not good. Uh, th- there's there's a lot of nuance to tonight's game. There's been some rumored COVID issues with Tennessee, so we'll see if if that becomes true and Tennessee is without some some key players. Uh, but it's it's nothing more than rumors at, at the moment, and if if you're Tennessee, you're obviously not going to put anything out ahead of time before no. the game is played. So that that obviously worries me, and of course the the Tennessee way is for after a big time win for this to happen, just just naturally. And Alabama has been playing poorly the last couple of games, lost. Davidson last week in their last game so uh, they have not been playing well lost to Memphis as well obviously and it's it's literally three or die for Alabama when they're making threes they're gonna win if if they're not they're not gonna win because their defense without Herb Jones is not what it was last year not yet and Maybe Tennessee can take advantage of that. We'll see. And obviously whoever is available will also impact whether Tennessee is able to take advantage of that. But Tennessee just hasn't had a lot of luck down in Tuscaloosa, in Coleman Coliseum. You you still know Alabama's a good basketball team. Uh, and, and you're concerned about them breaking out of their funk. So it's a road game. Alabama's still a good team at the end of the end of the day. Potential health issues as, as it relates to COVID for Tennessee, just not not a good trifecta. So, no, I do not feel good for Tennessee in this basketball game. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to push rumors or anything like that. Um, I do think there's one player that that Tennessee cannot afford to have out, and that would be Tennessee's best player against Arizona. And, uh, John Fulkerson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, obviously, Tennessee is different when Kenny Chandler's in there, and he was impactful even though he didn't score a lot against Arizona. Just the, the tempo, you know, that going up against Shackelford and, and Quinterly, those two guys are quick and, and fast. Uh, they would probably present some problems if if Kenny Chandler wasn't out there. Um, and something were to happen as far as yes. foul trouble uh, with our young freshman, uh, Zakai Ziegler, because we've seen, even though Vescovi has Vescovi, has Vescovi. quickness and speed, he's still not as quick as those guys at Alabama. So um, hopefully it's none of those guys. But I appreciate Rick Barnes saying, hey, man, we, we got to play. We, we owe it. We owe it. To our fans, we go to the game to, to play and not run, not run scared just because all the cards are not in our favor. And I appreciate that. Yes, I, I appreciate that as well. So very curious to see how tonight plays out. Tennessee's very capable of going down to Tuscaloosa and winning, obviously. And, and I, I think 
the offense will dictate whether they do so or not. I mean, obviously players being out will have an effect on the offense's production tonight. But Tennessee, without knowing who is potentially out, if anybody, Tennessee should have success offensively. Uh, According to Ken Palm, Alabama is ninth in adjusted offensive efficiency, but they're 53rd defensively, Swain. And last Tuesday on the 21st when they lost to Davidson 79-78 to in Birmingham, that's what Nate Oates said after the game. That, that was his talking point. That, that's what he was ranting and raving about, that if, if they don't get their defense figured out, then they are not going to, to win a lot of games in conference play. So Tennessee's offense should theoretically be able to, to have some success offensively tonight it would be disappointing if if they did not even if they're out a guy or two I mean I I still think you should have relative offensive success tonight and that's based off of how Alabama's defense has performed and Tennessee's gonna have to do a really good job of defending the three-point line because as I said a moment ago they they live and die by the three go back and look at the Iona game look at the Memphis game Look at the Davidson game. Those are their three losses on the year. And they weren't making threes in those games. And because their defense is not what it was last year when they had Herb Jones, they they haven't been able to overcome not making threes. Last year, they could they could not be successful from three, and they would still win because their defense was so suffocating. Their defense is no longer suffocating. At, at least it, it has not been to this point. So Tennessee should have offensive success tonight. Should. Should. That's the that's the key word here, man. Should. And um I it would have been great to, to, to catch Alabama before they got a rude awakening from, from Davidson, but whatever, man. Let's go. Let's play this thing. Let's let's do it. It's gonna be a great uh, contest. It's gonna be um, high intensity. Ton, feels with, feel with ton of energy, and uh, for Tennessee athletics, man, we got a strong couple of days coming up. Yes, very strong couple of days. Ken Palm projects a seventy-five, seventy-three win for Tennessee. Drumroll, please, Tennessee, Alabama. You spelled said Tennessee wrong. It says 55% chance of a win for Alabama. Two-point win for Bama. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. It did predict, predict uh, Tennessee to beat Arizona. 